Welcome back to Legacy Loading. <laughs> this is episode <laughs> 10. 10 featuring the one and only Jamie. James English. Jamie. Jamie. Jamie English. Jam. What's up, everyone? AKA how are Jam. you? Dude, um, yeah, what, you want to start with how you are? Because you're right. exhaling. No, I'm good. Like, I, I'm just, I'm literally straight off a plane from Miami. You probably, by now you saw like Tough the stories life, huh? and everything. But uh, Yeah, man, I feel bad for yeah. you. That no, was a business trip. <laughs> oh, yeah. Content. yeah. It looked like it. <laughs> business trip. But uh, I'm here. I made it. And very special pod going down. Yeah, yes, for it sure. Is. It, is, it is due time that we had jam on the pod. Um, yeah. What I'm not even the hell say. is in this colorful substance? <laughs> like, what exactly you am I drinking right now? Off? I would not like to. I don't think Give I can me pronounce the top half three of these. ingredients. Water, citric acid, sodium citrate. <laughs> oh, that's not that bad. Cit- citric stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Glycerol ester of rosin. I don't know if that's too good for you, but right. So James, you just got your IG back. <laughs> <laughs> it's been gone for a little while. We we won't we won't name any names, but um, but how does it feel to have it back? When did you get it back? And and what what light yeah. would you like to shed on this subject? Um, that's what the people want to know. Well, you know, we'll bury the hatchet. I'm not going to get into too much of why it got deleted or anything like that. But yeah. long story short. Let me take a sip of my ester of rosin. <laughs> um, I started by initially trying to get it back with going through like the legal, not legal, but like the like the, the proper the way to proper do it, way to do it yeah. which was you, you file. Yeah, you file yeah. it. And then they say, once you file it, it says you should have your account back within 24 hours, which is a fucking lie. Yeah. And <laughs> no it's shot. like... Yeah. And so basically what they do is someone who doesn't like you that has a verified account or knows someone with a verified account or for whatever reason has pull at Instagram, knows an admin, whatever, that has a burner account that is verified. Which you can pay for. You can just, you can pay for it. Yeah. And if you know someone at Instagram, you probably don't have to pay them all that much because they just hit a button and you got the blue check. So they essentially take advantage of Instagram's bad customer service because they know that um, Instagram, there's really no human review because they just don't have the manpower or the time. So what they'll do is they will change, they'll go on this verified account, they'll change the profile picture to match yours, they'll change the name and the bio to match yours, and they'll change the bio to be yours exactly word for word. And then they will report your account from the verified account for impersonation. And since there's no human review, obviously, if a human were to review it, they would say, oh, the unverified account's been around for years. This random verified account just changed all their info. The verified account is clearly the fake one. But because there's no human review, just an algorithm scans both pages and says, oh, these seem to match up. We're going to give precedence to the verified account. And it auto bans the unverified account for mm-hmm. impersonation. Mm-hmm. Dude, so, so fucked up. You woke up to that? Well, I woke up to my second account being banned first, which is James Spanish, and mm-hmm. it's still gone. And <laughs> then I James Spanish. <laughs> I caused some problems on James English and I woke up the next day to that account being gone. So you had that zero. was then I had zero. So then I had to make had zero Instagram presence. Essentially, yeah. Except I mean, right no, right after James Spanish <laughs> got deleted, I made James Italian and then I plugged James Italian on my main account before my main account got deleted. Uh-huh. So people like the core followers still followed me on James Italian. Mm-hmm. But anyway, long story short, I needed to get my account back and I tried going through the proper route at first and 
there was just no headway being made there. Like, mm -hmm. and I could tell, I mean, shout out to Tristan. Um, he's someone who works at gorilla and that's, that's my supplement sponsor. He was really trying to like get me in touch with an admin at Facebook because Facebook owns Instagram, but I could just tell he had me on this screen sharing zoom call mm -hmm. and he was trying to get me in touch with the admin. And I could mm -hmm. just tell we were grasping at straws. Like there's very, it's very hard to actually get in touch with a person that is at a high enough level in Facebook that they mm -hmm. can actually help you because they keep passing it off to someone else who yeah. passes it off to someone else. And it's just this big clusterfuck circle that just, it just goes yeah. in cycles. So, so how'd you finally get through? Then I decided to pay someone who money talks. Yeah. Money does talk. And a little bit of money doesn't talk loud <laughs> enough because I only paid someone a little bit of money. Basically one of the lowest rates that I saw, I decided to go with them obviously because mm -hmm. I didn't want to pay out the ass mm -hmm. and essentially all, all they do <laughs> is they just spam unban requests at Facebook. But that doesn't actually do much because 99% yeah. of unban requests, they don't even get fucking looked at. Right. So after this guy said four to eight hour turnaround time, trust me, bro. And I, the thing is, the reason I went with him is because other people that had gotten their accounts deleted vouched for him. Okay. And people that I knew and trusted vouched for him. And after two weeks, it still wasn't back. Did you get your money back? Yes, I did. So then Gary, the owner of Young LA, he was starting to get really stressed out because he was like, as long as your account's gone, I'm losing money. I'm mm -hmm. stressing about it. Yeah. I want your account back just for your sake too. So I know this guy, he charges $10,000, <coughs> which was more than the 2,500 that I paid Damn. the first guy. But I'd really trust this guy. He will get your account back within 48 hours max, but it's 10 grand. I will pay for it. So Gary, shout out to oh, Gary. Shit. He actually covered the cost shout out because Gary. I wasn't fuck. willing to pay that. I was just ready to kiss my account goodbye because I was like, damn, honestly, like <clears throat> on, I probably would have done it eventually, but I was just yeah. stressing out about it. So Gary's like, I'll cover it, but go through this guy. Mm -hmm. So eventually I went through this guy and uh, I don't know if he wants his socials shared or anything like that. So um, <laughs> yeah, I just won't, but no, it's definitely worth it though. He actually got it back 36 hours after I sent the money. My account was back. Wow. Okay. So dude, it's scary. Okay. That's your livelihood. Yeah. Like I know it's just an app, Instagram, whatever, like people go through accounts all the time, but like, that's how you make your money. That's how you promote your, your sponsors. That's how you promote young LA, <laughs> yeah. Gorilla, everything. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It made me re like losing the account made me realize a couple things for yeah. one. It made me realize like, holy shit, all of this could just be mm -hmm. at the snap of a finger. If someone doesn't like you, it could yeah. just be gone. And it also made me realize like, because, um, you know, you were trying to help me out with like maybe getting some brand deals, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And these brands are obviously asking for my Instagram analytics and it's pretty hard to tell mm -hmm. a brand, Oh, I used to have 200,000 followers. You just have to trust sure. me on that. And I used to get this engagement and I used to get these insights. A brand is going to be like, dude, fuck off. We don't care. Like, what are you currently getting? So yeah. then I started to, because at first I was like, whatever, my core followers are still going to follow me, which is true. They did. And my YouTube views didn't go down. Um, my James Italian started really picking up and people were finding out yeah. that that was my that new like, account. That showed the cult. That, that shows yeah. that you're real true followers. Exactly. Like, 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 right. Hey, like that. Yeah. Snap a finger. Yeah. And cool. it got, it got the new account got 20,000 followers within like a couple of days. It was like 48 hours. I had 20 K. Um, but long story short, I started to realize like having a big follower count does actually matter. It's not just about mm 
mm-hmm. the call. It's not just about the core followers. Those are the ones that matter the most. Yeah. But in terms of like getting brand deals, mm-hmm. just like, I mean, especially brand deals, yeah. like yeah. these companies need to see big numbers. They need to see high insights. They need to see high follower count. And that's when I started to realize like this actually could affect my business, even mm-hmm. though I, at first I thought like this doesn't really even matter. And Gary even told me your code has been used like a lot this month. Yeah. Like even with my account being gone after like two weeks of it being gone, I was still having a really good month. So it was like people were still using my code, mm-hmm. but just in terms of like brand deals and stuff, that's where I started to get yeah. worried. Do you, do you think, so I remember there was a story that you put up when you were talking about some of this stuff where you were saying you, you were not pleased rightfully so with Instagram and you were saying YouTube you think is more for you long-term. Do you still think that that's really where you want to put your time and energy? Yeah. YouTube. Um, YouTube is just really a different creature than Instagram. Instagram is kind of based around short attention span, mm-hmm. similar to TikTok. TikTok's even worse, but, and you can kind of see the evolution or the de-evolution of people's attention span by looking at what new social media companies start to blow up. And like, first it was Instagram and now it's and that's like short attention span, mm-hmm. but then it's TikTok. And TikTok to me really resembles how short people's attention spans have become. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of this like technology age where it's like you watch a TikTok and it's almost so fast that you barely even had a chance to understand what the premise of it was. Yeah. It's like half a second here and then it cuts to another scene, another scene, another scene, another scene, TikTok's done. And yeah. it's like 15 seconds to grab someone's attention, hold it just for 15 seconds because that's all people really have time yeah. to pay attention that's to. That's what I say. Like the first like three seconds of a TikTok is the most important because like, yeah. it's either you're gonna you're gonna keep watching or you're just gonna mm-hmm. scroll, scroll, scroll. And but that's uh, why I don't like TikTok personally because yeah. it's all about just like <clears throat> it's the most primitive. Like I don't like this swipe. I don't like this swipe. Ooh, I, this one's funny. <laughs> I watch. You know, but with YouTube, the people <laughs> that like see because on a YouTube thumbnail, you also see the runtime of the video. Mm-hmm. And if someone is already willing to see that it's 30 minutes long and they still decide to click, they're going to watch yeah. it. People you don't have appreciate to the, the longer form. Longer exactly. Form so those are the, those are the types of people that I'm trying to reach out to yeah. more. Those because are the real true fans who are going to use your code and support you and right. follow you and in, it, in anything you I do. Think, I think this is a good like teaching lesson though, for people who are getting into social media, for people who are on TikTok and doing well, like everyone knows TikTok is the number one platform to blow up your follower the count, fastest. but, but mm-hmm. everyone yeah. also knows that TikTok followers don't translate to brands. They don't translate to sales because at the, at its core, TikTok is mostly like this sort mm-hmm. of skit based voiceover thing where it's not even your voice. It's not even your personality. It's yeah. like this sort of copy paste thing. So mm-hmm. like, how do you expect people to support you when, when your, your person, your real personality is almost very mm-hmm. rarely shown. That's why like that's why YouTube has always been the king. If you want to grow your personal brand, if you want to, if you want people to ride with you, buy your products yeah, or whatever. And it's is. like anything, anything worth having is going to require the most work. Yeah. So if something's too good to be true, it probably is. And you getting a hundred thousand followers on TikTok in like two days <laughs> because you made some posts that were 15 seconds long yeah. that are entertaining purely for the fact that they're entertaining and has nothing to do with you, yeah. but it's more so just what you're doing or whatever, mm-hmm. then it's probably too good to be true. You really think all those hundred thousand people are going to go use your code yeah. buy your program, follow you for you. No, of course not. And that's why I've said 
like one YouTube subscriber equates to like literally 100 TikTok followers mm-hmm. in my view. Sure. YouTube like is the, the biggest. The, the worth of it. It's the biggest investment too. Because you could get 100K on, on Instagram with your iPhone. And yeah. You can get a million followers with your iPhone on TikTok. But YouTube, you really do got to invest into so editing software and uh, a camera, obviously. Yeah. Editors. Uh, but I think even that's like, there's a guy... <laughs> Back in my back when I used to smoke, there was a guy named Custom Grow 420. And if anyone knows who that is, please comment right now. <laughs> Do you know who that is? <laughs> what up, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube? What up? It's Custom Grow 420 coming at you. <laughs> Every single intro, I have the whole intro memorized. And he got a million subscribers smoking weed on his camera on an iPhone like seven. And it just goes to show that like you can get all the drones, you can get all the camera equipment that you want. And people, people like, um, people like having a formula to something Mm -hmm. and there's something very formulaic about if I invest X amount of money into YouTube, it has to grow. So if I invest $7,000 into a camera and $2,000 into a drone and and another thousand dollars into a mic, then obviously my YouTube must grow. But at the end of the day, you're going to get absolutely lapped by someone who has 10 times better comment Mm -hmm. uh, content, but is filming on an iPhone. Like the amount of times that I vlog on my iPhone because I just don't happen to have a camera around, I do that a lot, especially if I'm at the grocery store or if I just happen to go out and there happens to be something going on that's that's content worthy, but I just don't have my camera mm-hmm. on me. I'll just pull out my phone. Like, excuse me, the camera and video quality on modern phones is so good that, crazy. that really it's insane. as good as like professional cameras were even six, seven years ago, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> so people, like obviously if you're filming something that is that is get, getting views due to its cinematic value, that's when you need to worry about the kind of equipment that you have. Mm-hmm. But if you're filming something that is less based on its cinematic value and more based on its entertainment value, people don't really care what your aperture is. They don't care about the blurry background effect. They don't care about the color science of the video. They don't care about how crisp everything is. An iPhone will work perfectly for something like that. Mm So like I would say, arguably someone like Derek, more plates, more dates (laughs) could have gotten just about the same following that he has if he had been filming on an iPhone. Now in his case, it's much easier for editing purposes if he has an actual camera because it doesn't have a recording limit, it's not going to overheat. It's not going to randomly crash, but hypothetically, if this didn't have a recording limit or if it never overheated, I think Derek's sit down informative videos, like they're really not that high quality. What camera? Dude, he uses, or last time I checked, uh, he was using a Sony a (laughs) 6,500, which is like, it's a good camera, but the one I vlog, the one that I brought here to vlog on is better. I was going to say you, like you and Sush have like awesome setups for YouTube. I'd say that they're professional setups. Yeah. Like it still feels like your, your content's very just like, you're just hanging out with you guys. Like it's very organic. It's like you're part of the day in the life. Yeah. I mean, really the only reason we even got the current cameras that we have, which is the Mm -hmm. a7S3. The only reason that we got that is for the low light Mm -hmm. because we vlog a lot when it's nighttime or in in, in clubs. Yeah. Yeah. The flip screen too. Um, So we just simply didn't like the fact that clips kept looking grainy Mm -hmm. on our old camera. So we were like, let's invest, we'll split it 50, 50 and we'll just film on different days mm-hmm. and we'll both share this one camera. So that's the only reason that we got it was simply for the low light. But besides that, someone like Derek, 
all his content is like informative. Yeah. And I really don't think that he needs like he no. Derek still comes to me for like camera advice yeah, and like microphone advice. Which, which, yeah. you're just, which you're trying to say that it's just it's very simply like if you want to get into this into this scene like it's about the content. Mm -hmm. It's about it's about you. What you got. It's yeah. about is it what makes you unique and it's about mm -hmm. your personality. So focus like people ask all the time dude all the time i'm sure you get the question what camera should i start with what yeah. this what that no it's not about that it's like what yeah. are you providing what kind of content are you filming people ask me too how do i get started it's like well wh what do you want to talk about what do you want to do what do you want your brand to be about like start with yeah. that and start with your phone because yeah. everyone starts like start, that yeah i have a million dms what camera do you use like what, what lens what, <clears throat> like i could tell you but it doesn't mean like your shit's not gonna look like mine like right. you still gotta be yourself you gotta do your own thing and you gotta okay put it put it this way perfect <clears throat> analogy I think that someone asking you what camera you use mm -hmm. is similar to someone asking a professional bodybuilder what cycle they're on. Mm -hmm. Because if they take this cycle, mm -hmm. yeah, then they must look, look like yeah, this person. I'm look like fucking but it's like there's so much more that goes into <clears throat> it than what cycle you're running. In the same way, there's so mm -hmm. much more that goes into it than what camera you're using or sure. what microphone you're using. Sure. So Agreed. like, yes, a camera is important, but honestly, you can go get the Sony ZV-1. If you yeah. really want a beginner <clears throat> vlog camera, get the Sony ZV-1. And mm -hmm. it's like 700 bucks. It's all in one. You don't need to buy a lens. It comes with the lens on it. It's a zoom lens. It, it has decent low light. It's small, portable. I still vlog with the ZV-1 pretty consistently. Mm -hmm. Like if, I, if I'm going into a store, I don't want to carry around... Because honestly, it's just kind of weird. Like <laughs> walking around with that thing is insane. Yeah, it's just like I don't want the looks. I don't want the stairs. Yeah. But a little like handheld little vlog camera, mm -hmm. I don't really care about. So yeah. um, I use that thing all the time. Do you, do you see your content evolving from this sort of vlog lifestyle content to something different, or do you sort of just like the way things are going right now? Um, I think the only ways that content would really evolve from vlog would be to turn it into either informative content or skit content, right? Because think about it, like what other kinds of videos would you really see me making? Like I'm not probably yeah. going to get into cinematic content where I'm making movie like David laid, David laid like, uh, you know, super cinematic, beautiful videos. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't appreciate them. I actually really do. It's just, I don't, I don't think that I have enough cinematic capability to make a cinematic video mm -hmm. that's worth watching, but yeah. I do know that I have enough vlog capability to make a vlog that's worth watching. And yes, I could ha I could do sit down informative videos. I know some stuff about some subjects, but like I kind of do already do that. Mm -hmm. I just incorporate it into a vlog. Mm -hmm. Like I'll do a vlog section, a <laughs> little bit of workout footage and then Q and a, and that's where people can kind of pick my brain or I'll go on Instagram live and I do Q and a there. Um, or I'll just throw in like informative content interspersed throughout my vlog. But I just like, I like the nature of vlogs. I like the way that they flow. I, I grew up, well, maybe not grew up, but I, I binge watched a lot of Casey Neistat, mm -hmm. um, back in like 2019, yeah. I went back and watched almost all of his daily vlogs and he did Casey, someone that I, that definitely inspired me a lot early on because while running his own business and having kid a kid or kids of his own and having a wife he filmed and edited mm -hmm. a vlog every there single day for like over two years and just seeing the amount of work that goes into just making one much less editing it yourself mm -hmm. yeah. is insane to think that he did that and he actually made a video called something along the lines of how i manage my time by casey neistat you can look it up i think mantello literally said this exact same thing 
Oh, really? Last episode, yeah. Right? On the pod? Yeah, Mantel. Remember you said Casey and I said, and you said that exact video? I don't think I mentioned Casey in last vlog. We, I did. No, Mantel did, for sure. I, okay. But yeah, like, he literally, just to come up with an idea every day is insane. Like, think yeah. about that. How hard it is for us to come up with two videos a week for me and Marco. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we going to do? Every right. single day. Right, and that's, day is that's the thing with Casey is um, he didn't really have to have the greatest video ideas. Mm-hmm. It was just, he just, just it was, no, it was, it was cinema. Yeah. It was dope. It was. And what Casey did that was really successful that kind of set the standard that no one else had done before was he combined his knowledge of cinematography with his mm-hmm. ability to make good vlogs. Yeah, you were learning and getting entertained. Exactly. Yeah. So like, instead of just like filming himself, open a door handle and walk into a room. He would walk into the room, set up the camera, walk back out of Mm -hmm. the room and then open up the door. So you could see third person, him walking into a room and it would be that quick little cinematic thing. And then it would go right back into vlog. Mm -hmm. And it's so you don't really notice it unless you're really looking out for it. But subconsciously it increases the, watchability mm. of the video it's just so creative like to even yeah. think about that is yeah, insane. He, he was a pi- he was a pioneer for yeah. sure he yeah. was the first one to do it like that and, and absolutely i mean inspired a whole yeah. generation i'm sure let's yeah. actually let's take it back to to your youtube so when did that start um my youtube started i i made my first video i think i was 16 were you already doing the, the powerlifting stuff or were you just like working on the i was just i was kind of powerlifting no, I was definitely powerlifting, but I also did like some bodybuilding stuff. I mm-hmm. looked up to people like David Lee, Dylan McKenna, Quinn Vitale, like the OG, um, OG Jersey. the Jersey Juice Squad. Yeah. And um, so I made, I it wasn't too long after I started my Instagram. I was like, fuck it, I'll make a, a YouTube video. So I just, fil- I don't think I had a single word in it. Mm-hmm. It was just a workout edit. And I got like 10,000 views on YouTube, <laughs> which at the time, that's at the time crazy. was, it was my first ever video. And I was like, damn, this, that's like proof of concept. And then I kept inconsistently making a few others and they would get a few thousand views. And then I just, it, you know, I got to college and I just started focusing more on like my career, what mm-hmm. I thought my career was going to be at the time, which was computer science. I didn't really know what Damn. I wanted to do. I didn't know that. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Cool so I went in for undeclared engineering. And then after a semester, I switched to computer science because of some friends that had made at school that convinced me to do it. And, um, I really, I was good at computer science. Like I was, I had good grades. Um, it came to me pretty intuitively, but I I saw David Laid in August of 2017, and then I didn't see him again all the way until the beginning of 2019. So oh, from shit. 2017, he actually main feed posted me, which he didn't need to do. He posted me on his Instagram yeah. back when I was back in 2017. I was 17 mm-hmm. years old, and then I gained like I don't know like a crazy amount of followers. I jumped from like 3,000 or 4,000 on Instagram to like 8,000 or something. And then I just kind of, I just stopped posting as much, blah, blah, blah. I didn't really make YouTube videos anymore. And in my head, fitness was just my hobby. It was not going to be my career. And then strictly because me and Dave got along so well, I wanted to see him again. It wasn't Mm -hmm. because I was like, oh, I'm going to turn fitness into a career. I didn't think that. I, yeah. I was going to do that at all. Well, you were, so I was you were just a fan like, of David before you. Yeah. Before okay. back in like probably like 2016 just is from, when I was like on YouTube. You, you just came across him and yeah, it was back. He was like <clears throat> one of the first and only people that I watched. I didn't watch mm-hmm. like a ton of people. I watched yeah. a few, but David was like, uh, 
like one of the people that I had post notifications mm -hmm. on for. Like I would watch every single one That's of his so videos. Right. I was a huge so fan. I'm, I'm someone from the outside of this, knowing this Jersey school, like obviously mm -hmm. I know who Dave is, but like it's mostly through how y'all talk about him and stuff. Like how much earlier did he get into this? Because all these people that I feel, I thought y'all all came up together, but you and you're all like, mm -hmm. yo, no, David was that guy before. No, he, like how yeah. big was Dave before you guys started? Like I'm okay. Kind of blown away. This will that. tie into my story. So Anyway, early 2019, I'm a sophomore in college now, still working hard at computer science. I go and see David again. Um, we take some LSD together and we go on a nice walk. <laughs> back to and back, David yeah. LSD stories, Honestly, bro. like most, most of the big decisions I've made in my life have been a result of an LSD trip. Um, so first time was with David? No, the first time I ever took acid was with my old friend, Gabe, and my ex-girlfriend, um, and that was uh, not to sound cliche or whatever, but I think the first time I ever took acid was one of the maybe top three most significant experiences mm -hmm. in my life. Ch change your life kind of. Yeah. And the way, wow. the way I see it, cause people always ask if they don't want to take acid, they want to know what it's like. So they're mm -hmm. like, what is acid? Like acid LSD, same thing. And the way I see it is like, it, it adds a new dimension to life that has always been there but you just haven't really been aware of it. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it gives you some kind of knowledge or makes you like uh, enlightened, but it gives you a kind of a new view and appreciation for things. Yeah. And the way I see it is like, imagine you've been colorblind your whole life. Life would probably still be pretty good yeah. and the world would still be beautiful and you could still go about your day-to-day -day life. But then taking LSD is like seeing color for the first mm -hmm. time. And but everything's still there, but now you're seeing it in a different respect. Exactly. Yeah. And it adds a whole new dimension. And, yeah, yeah. and I almost use the word color, but that doesn't go with my analogy. It adds a whole <laughs> new dimension to everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, in a, better, anyway, in a better way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. For disclaimer, for the most part, like let, let's sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm also, I'm a proponent of psychedelics. I've never done LSD before. Yeah, me either. I've done mushrooms, but like, I, I do know what the experience you're talking about is and i've had a generally positive experience as well and it yeah. has with the mushrooms yeah 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 yeah, yeah for sure so i would, I would say, say I, i'm much i much prefer lsd over mushrooms i've taken mushrooms maybe three times mm -hmm. and it's it's fun it's fun um but lsd for one it's not something to be treated lightly i you know I, I don't like the idea of taking it recreationally mm -hmm. i think you should take for it sure. for a purpose for sure. and it's kind of ironic that I say that because the first time I ever took LSD, I didn't know all that much about it. I took it, like I said, with my friend Gabe and my ex-girlfriend who I was very close with. I was very close with both of them. Um, and I think that played into why I had such a good experience because mm -hmm. me and Gabe, we were like soulmates, like yeah. shared everything, trusted each other like crazy. Yeah. He was like even deeper than, than just a brother to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I took acid with him, we were so much on the same wavelength that it made it a very good experience. I can't say if it would have been as good if mm -hmm. I was alone, maybe it would have been kind of scary, no, yeah. but we were just in his room talking. I think my ex-girlfriend like wrote a poem or something like, <laughs> and we, and it keeps you awake. So we were up until the, the morning and the next day I still kind of had that there's this afterglow effect where you've just seen color for the first time and you hadn't seen it your whole life. So mm -hmm. you, all of a sudden you gain this new view and appreciation. 
And I went home and I remember going into the trip. All we wanted to do was see cool colors and see hallucinations. We were like, oh, this is going to be fun. Mm -hmm. And when we were on the come up, we were all kind of giggly and like, oh. But as soon as it really hit, it's like we were all just mutually without having to say it out loud we realized this was not about hallucinations this oh, was yeah. not about seeing cool like, stuff you were looking for like the visuals but meanwhile it was like deeper than that yeah. yeah and and it's like no matter how hard we wanted it to just be like a fun kind of yeah, like yeah. ooh, that we're just seeing we're we might see cool designs on the walls it turned into like <laughs> okay. a very spiritual experience yeah, yeah. so Emp feeling like empathy yeah. and like yeah I, I think to like yeah. articulate some of the things that you're trying to say is is at least in my experience, it's a lot of uh, seeing people for more than just the superficial, seeing people mm -hmm. uh, like looking at people, having a deep appreciation and love for the people around you and, yeah. and, and, and respect and just like generally just thinking about things many layers deeper than you're used to. So yeah. it just, it really like, again, the word I use is just a perspective shift for sure. And and when you do come out of it, like you do retain a little bit of that as well. Like you do start. Mm -hmm. Oh, it definitely, you definitely do. Sure. Even though you don't feel like you're on acid from, from then on, you know, once you've, once you've experienced it, it's like that experience stays with you. So I, I remember like, you know, things that might be kind of weird when you're not on acid are not weird when you are, mm -hmm. if you're with someone that you trust, because like you said, things that are normally, they might kind of seem weird when you're on acid, it's almost like this is petty bullshit. Why do we even care about this? Yeah. So I was, I remember yeah. me and Gabe, my best friend were like two inches away from each other's face and we were holding each other's faces and we were like talking to each other, which sober really fucking weird. If I started doing that to you right now, you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? But on acid, we'd already been tripping for like eight hours and we would say like a few words to each other and the other person would immediately know exactly the message that was trying to be conveyed which normally sober would maybe take 100 words to convey, but it took like 10 words while we were tripping. And like, so it was just like a meeting of the minds. But anyway, long story short, and this will all tie back into David Lade somehow. Um, <laughs> I was just yeah. picturing that, like you guys holding each other's faces. That's fucking insane. Yeah. And like, no, it, it, we were in underwear too. It seems, <laughs> yeah, we, we were actually making out. Yeah. No, it seems super gay if you're not on acid, but if you've taken acid, it's really not gay. I was not thinking about his dick at all. I promise. It was but just like a deep like moment. Like deep. Connect, yeah. Because, like holding because faces. if someone were to have walked in and said, yo, that looks kind of gay. Me and Gabe would have just turned at them and been like, who fucking cares? Like, yeah, who yeah. are you? What are you talking about? You know, yeah, yeah. like I you don't it. care about that kind of stuff when you're an acid. Like who cares that we're in underwear? <clears throat> who cares that we're two inches from each other's face? Yeah. We're best friends. We love each other. Why shouldn't we be two inches from each other's mm -hmm. face? Is that kind of idea. So I went home and I still had that afterglow effect. I was good enough to drive home. And you decided to I, drop computer science. No, that's <laughs> not, not yet. Not yet. So I came back home and when we first went into it, I was like, no one can know about this. We can't tell our parents. This is super secret. It's a bad drug. It's three letters, LSD. That sounds super hard. We can't tell anyone about this. And I remember the first fucking thing I did when I went home was I told my mom <laughs> because I had, I was like, I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I guilty don't feel conscience. guilty yeah. about this at all. Yeah. Like I feel bad that you are disappointed, but I don't feel guilty about what I just experienced. Yeah, so I yeah. called her upstairs and I sat her down and I kind of like cried. Actually, I definitely cried. And I was like, cause I, I started off not crying and I'm like, mom, I'm going to be honest. I took LSD last night. And I just remember her head just like sunk down like this. And she <laughs> how, just kind of shook her head. Again? I was 17. Okay. And, um, Damn, then 17. Holy shit. yeah, about to turn 18. 
And then I'm like, I know it sounds bad, but I'm not sorry. And I'm going <laughs> to explain to you what happened. And I explained it as it was still very fresh in my mind. And by the end of it, she was like, you know what? I'm not happy that you took it, but that actually sounds like a very beautiful experience. So I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not mad at you. I was going to say, you're almost like trying to explain to them, like how much they're missing out on by not, yes. not experiencing. Yeah. It's almost like uh, you need to try this. Like, I know right. it sounds fucked up, but like, God. Yeah, I'm, I, I, like I'm super. I but, I truly, but wait, truly no, yeah, yeah, yeah. both of you, listen right now. <laughs> I do want to say, I do want to say, I do want to say, we're not condoning doing drugs or anything. Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say that um, <laughs> one thing that is kind of how when I first took LSD, I was like fucking Terrence McKenna like everyone needs to try this this yeah. is like this is a godsend yeah, yeah. and then I saw that a lot of a lot of LSD is your mindset going mm -hmm. into it and it's how you are wired as a person and not to stroke my own wiener here but I I'd say I have a pretty Jeez. solid head on my shoulders so like I think that's head. I think yeah I do I actually have a physically <laughs> solid, large head solid head. um yeah. Solid stroked wiener. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Right. We'll so. just move on from that. We'll just <laughs> hey, pretend Joe that. didn't say that. But um I think that's part of the reason is is me and Gabe both had both had and have a pretty strong sense of self mm -hmm. right. and a solid outlook. On the same uh, wavelength. You guys experience like had the same experience. Yes. Yeah. And but my ex girlfriend, for example, the not as much. And I, I'm not going to get into details because it's personal, but I saw LSD. She kept using it and using it, trying to find something. But the thing about LSD mm -hmm. is it's not going to give you something. It's just going to show you what you can do on your own mm -hmm. to help you fix whatever you need to fix. And mm -hmm. if you don't actually put in that effort, then you're fucked. And so long story short, I've seen LSD turn sour for people and send them kind of into a black hole state mm -hmm. where they're like, I don't, I don't know what I just experienced and it scared yeah. me. Like they're searching for and nothing's, they're not getting what they want. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, so now I've switched from, this is a godsend and everyone needs to try it to, I literally don't pressure anyone to take LSD mm -hmm. at all. I will speak very highly about my own experience right. and I can confidently say that me and Gabe both had a very good experience, yeah. but I, I'm past the stage of, convincing anyone to do it because like it needs to be something that you really want to do on your own and that you mm -hmm. think you can handle and yeah and that's the key you really need to make sure that you can handle it because it's yeah. one of those things where whatever mindset you have going into it is going to manifest and it's going to enhance so like you if you're looking for something or you have some fucking demons that you know are in there like that shit will come out so yeah. you need to really be crystal clear in your head yeah. about why you're doing it and what you want to get out of and it. and the people you're doing it with a hundred percent don't do it by yourself and and you should if in, <laughs> look we've talked about it for 40 minutes at this point no that's if fine you're it's a good it, conversation if you're gonna do it do it with someone who's also <clears throat> sober who can help monitor you guys and uh make sure that you guys are not gonna lose it so. yeah and i think there's been people that have said there's no such thing as a bad trip only an informative trip i don't really buy that i think that if you are a very fragmented person and you take lsd it's going to make you more fragmented mm -hmm. but i think that if you're a strong person who wants to unlock this new dimension that sounds really condescending but you just want to see <laughs> yeah, color yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck yeah. you want to call it um and just gain a new perspective <clears throat> we'll we'll say that and you trust yourself and you trust your head 
then then I would say it's probably a good idea. But if mm. you're doing this because you're like, I'm fucked up and I need a drug to cure me, this yeah. is not going to do it. Like, So what happened when you and Dave? You need therapy. When you guys what? did it, what happened after that? So anyway, I'd already taken LSD like 10, 15 times at this point. Also, if you are going to take LSD, I would say do a full dose your first time. Don't pussy out and do like a microdose because you're I would like to move completely into the water. along from um, LSD. So, so just, gym just do a full dose. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so anyway... About LSD, me and, <laughs> shit. me and Dave, me and Dave took LSD. We took acid and, um, he's very much on the same wavelength as me. We're not yeah. as like as close as we used to be, but he's definitely still someone that if I like really needed to talk to someone about something deep, I would go to him because yeah. I've had very good conversations with him. And that whole trip, I was there for like a week. And it just kind of showed me even more proof of concept. Like I can actually do this. I can do fitness mm -hmm. and it's what I thoroughly enjoy doing. I wake up and I look forward to going to the gym. Yeah. I time my meals around the gym. I thoroughly enjoy lifting. And why would I monetize something that I'm not all that passionate about? I'm good at computer science and it's fun in the sense that it's intellectually yeah. demanding, which is something that I like. I like having my, I like being intellectually redlined and there were certain problems in computer science where they'd give mm -hmm. you a problem that you have to solve and it's like you have to write the code to solve this problem and mm -hmm. it, it it really makes you have to think outside of the box and um i did enjoy that but in terms of being extremely passionate about it to the point where it's something that i could see myself l looking forward to waking up and yeah. doing every day i wasn't too sure about that <clears throat> and um so i just started kind of doing both. I stayed in school. I was still doing computer science, but I started posting more on Instagram. Dave made an hour long vlog with me called mind, body, spirit. And it's got like a really psychedelic that thumbnail. The most legendary video of all time. Yeah. It was uh, so legendary. real subtle about the psychedelic usage too. Right. <laughs> yeah, but this, at the time, like when I was watching it back like then, you, you don't even, you're not even thinking about that. But when True. you said it in Monkey, I, I watched it again. It's and funny because like, ah. when, when we uploaded the video, yeah. all the top comments were like, yo, they definitely did like mushrooms or something. Like, I, did, they I didn't think so. Something. I thought really? you were just like young and just doing No, there's shit. this one scene where I'm on the ground and this is during the come up and <laughs> I've got a pool stick in my hand <laughs> in Dave's house and I'm laying on the ground and I'm holding the bottom of the pool stick so the pool stick's sticking up and I'm just flipping it That's back yeah. That's it, yeah. and forth. And back and forth on the ground. And Dave is laughing so hard that he like can't catch his breath. He's like dying at this stupid fucking thing that I'm doing. That has 509,000 views. Yeah. And it he's spiked after Monkass too, right? The first, yeah, like yeah, you, like, it did. You brought it back to life. Yeah. Because I saw some comments on it that have like over 100 likes mm -hmm. who were, they're saying like, who's here after the Monkass <laughs> yeah, episode? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, I started posting more and, uh, started doing YouTube again. I made a transformation video and Dave started taking me. He was like, yo, do you want to be my plus one to a Gymshark event in Frankfurt, Germany? Mm. And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so everything's sure. paid for. So I went to Germany and had a ton of fun there. And I even stood up there and like was shaking hands. And I was surprised that people were coming up and obviously they were saying hi to Dave first, but then they turned to me and be like, oh, James, what's up? And I only had like 11,000 followers mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. I was brand new. So I was like, holy shit, people back actually then, know me. Though. Like 10K was still a big deal <clears throat> yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And obviously like most of the people knew me because of Dave, but uh -huh. still the fact that people even remembered my name yeah. at the time, I was like, 
it blew like I was just like wow. So that and event really showed you what was possible that you could do that. It was know, it wasn't right like people. a one moment thing. It was just a culmination of YouTube starts picking up, Instagram starts picking up. I'm hanging out with Dave mm-hmm. and oh another LSD experience. <laughs> um I took LSD again after being with Dave and no no no, it was uh this was after the Dave trip but before Germany and I was thinking to myself and it, this had been on my mind a lot recently was that like, I need, I, I have a very monotonous life. I, I do the same thing. I wake up, I go to school, I mm-hmm. do all my classes. I come home, I write code for fucking hours yeah, and then I lift routine, yeah. routine, routine. And like, I, I need like, my life is going to pass me by and I'm not even going to realize mm-hmm. it until I'm like 30. And then I'm going to be like, Oh shit, I haven't done anything. I'm just like sitting in a cubicle writing code. Yeah. So I, texted Gabe, my friend and his girlfriend, and they were moving to Manhattan. And I said, all right, I'll, uh, I'll come. Cause they had been trying to convince me and I just couldn't justify it. Cause I'm like, Whoa, what would I even do there? Mm-hmm. But then I, you know, had that, that LSD experience started to keep bringing it up. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll do it. I don't know what I'm going to do there, but I will do it. And I moved to Manhattan for the whole summer, which was just a bus ride away from Dave's. So I was seeing people in Manhattan. I was making really good content while I was there. That's where Casey Neistat used to do his daily vlogs. Mm-hmm. He lives yeah. in Manhattan. Um, yeah. There's just the hustle and bustle of the city gives you ambition. Yeah. And then I was able to go see Dave. We went to Manchester together. I'm fast forwarding through so much here, but we went to Manchester. I was going on all these trips and were you going on the trips just as a friend of Dave or? Yeah, you, it was as a plus one. They allowed a plus one. So when, when, when did the whole, when, when were they like, all right, James, we want you on board now with, with Gymshark. When was that? Gymshark's very selective. So it took a lot of like, they would send me a package yeah. and see what I did with it. <clears throat> see if I liked the stuff, mm-hmm. see what kind of content I was making. And then it wasn't until a few months later in October, 2019 yeah. that uh, I was now a junior in college and I was pretty disenchanted with school at this point. And then I get a call from Gymshark saying, Hey, we want to fly you out to the UK to do a photo shoot with Lex, Anthony and Dave. Mm. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I just, stringer, I just fucking left. Yeah. yeah. That's the infill stringer photo. And I just left. And I was so like at this point broken up with school mentally and hyper-focused on fitness that I didn't even tell my professors. I just kind of like hopped on a flight and left. And Did you told your parents though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, and I didn't just disappear. Like, well, they were like, okay, go, go for they, it. Yeah, like, they were like, yeah, go for it. And um, Holy shit. I got back and my accounting professor was like, you missed an exam. <laughs> like you didn't even tell me that you were leaving or that you were gonna miss an exam. And I'm like, She's like, what were you doing? And I was like, uh, yeah, I had this thing in the UK, <laughs> like this gym shark. <laughs> like I was trying to explain it. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, how are you going to make this up? Yeah. And that was the point uh, when I was at the photo shoot, Jim shark was like, listen, you did a really good job at this photo shoot. We've liked the content that you've been making. We mm-hmm. want to work with you. We're going to send you over <clears throat> a contract in the coming weeks. And um, that had been my dream for yeah. so long. And I got back to school and my accounting professor said me that has said that to me. And like, if that's not a sign from God or the universe or whatever, I don't know what is, but I just, I packed my shit and I drove home and my parents are like, Hey, what are you doing here? And I'm like, come on guys, sit down. I want to talk to you. And I just explained everything to them, explained what I wanted to do, explained that they're, that this could actually work. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
talked for about it only took 40 minutes or so and they were like okay you can drop out did, did was that, offer yeah. you money or yeah, was i was gonna say were, what like, was that first initial honestly like? at this point it wasn't even about the money they didn't even well i don't i can't really talk about the contract but like Obviously, they paid me, but there was like a trial period, and mm. then they they paid me like and prove like, yourself. Let's see yeah, what, yeah. Let's see what you can do. And um, but I didn't care about that. I was like, I'm on with Gymshark. I've made inroads. I'm making money from coaching. Right. I can make money from so Gymshark. You, because you were coaching, making money from YouTube. Yeah, just like r- like writing programs. It was all very like mm-hmm. putting in a lot of work, but yeah. still, I was making money. And um, my parents are like, okay, you can live here and get on your own two feet and keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And yeah. Shit. That's fucking dope. Yeah. That's dope. And how long were you at Gymshark for? One year. One year. That's it. Damn. I, I think Holy the first, shit. The first yeah, really? video mm-hmm. I ever saw of yours, Damn. I think I think it was on your second channel. I think that was on James Spanish. I th- you, you have a second YouTube channel, right? No. Really? Why did I think? Wait, that? what did it, you it, see? It was, it was a video where you were talking about why you left Gymshark, and it had a little bit to do with like your opinions not being you not being able to share too much about how, oh, that, how you thought about things. I talked in that video about the p- posts that I had made on my Instagram account, James Spanish. Uh, I said, I have another, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I said, I have another account called James Spanish. And I remember that I fucked up because everyone was asking what's his second YouTube account. And I'm like, no, I meant I have a second Instagram account called James Spanish, uh-huh. but everyone thought that I had a second YouTube account. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of the reason I left was, because of what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. And where did you, and where did you go right from Gymshark? Hmm? Where did you go right from there? Sponsor wise? Nowhere. I didn't, you know, I just, I personally didn't like the direction they were going as a company. Um, the more, the longer I stayed on and I wasn't going to not share my views. Mm-hmm. And eventually they said it was quote unquote, culturally not a good fit, which at the, at that point didn't surprise me. And also at that point, it didn't really hurt me that, that they Mm -hmm. dropped me. I was kind of like, well, damn. Okay. And they dropped me and I was like, not really sad about it. I was kind of just like, damn, kind of had like a bad taste in your mouth anyway. Like you wanted to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. It's like, I almost didn't have the balls to do it. Cause it's like, how am I going to leave Gymshark? (laughs) But once they did the hard part for me, I was like, Okay. Yeah. So what came next? Was it Gorilla? Was it Young LA? Gorilla was, it- was actually, uh, that was early 2020. That was while I was with Gymshark. Um, really? Yeah. I huh. I think I was the first paid athlete mm-hmm. by Gorilla. Um, there's someone else, uh, Ryan Russo said he was actually the first athlete. All I know is I remember Derek saying, Derek was trying to come up with a salary amount to give me because he was like, we haven't done this before. Do you right, think this right, is right. fair? So I think I was the first like paid salary athlete. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't yeah. know. Correct so me, you, Ryan, you were there in the very beginning when, when no one really knew about Gorilla. So yes. how was that experience for you? Like promoting a brand that yeah. was just like What made you even entertain it? Like who, who, were, who was Gorilla at the time? <laughs> I'd been watching More Place, More Dates, Derek, mm. since early 2019 and I had DM'd him and to my surprise he'd responded and we had had at this point lots of conversations about like male improvement stuff bodybuilding stuff like he was really informative and was actually giving me the time of day even though at the point where I messaged him I maybe only had like 20,000 
maybe 10,000 followers when I first ever messaged him. Okay. Um, and we had stayed in contact all throughout 2019. And then uh, early 2020 or late 2019, he was like, hey, I'm, you know, launching this pre-workout soon. Uh, it should be in on X date. And you were the first person that came to mind. Do you mind if we send you some? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, sure. And then shortly after they sent it to me, I tried it. I liked it. And he's like, okay, um, we haven't sponsored any, like we haven't done a paid athlete thing. So do you want to be like a sponsored athlete? And I said, honestly, like the reason I did it is because you fuck with Derek is because I fuck with Derek yeah. and I didn't really care about whether or not it was a big company. I was thinking long-term yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, what at the end of the day, what's going to win is going to be products that actually work that have signs backing them, mm -hmm. not just like whatever's a big name. Yeah. So I decided to kind of take the risk on that, which in my head wasn't really a huge risk. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had to come out with an IGTV video that was like 10 minutes long explaining Mm -hmm. Hey guys, I'm with this sponsor now. You haven't ever heard of them, but you will be hearing about them. Trust me, they're really good. And I kind of like, sh like shortly broke down some of the products and just said, the products are really good. I know that you don't know them. I know you haven't heard of them, but just take a leap of faith. Trust me on this mm -hmm. one. And, um, it just gorilla went exponential, not because of that, yeah. but just for other reasons, the, the, all the athletes they got on gorilla just started going exponential, just like I figured it would. Mm -hmm. So yeah, never to that scale though. Like, did you ever think it would be like what it is now when you started? I knew that it would keep growing because mm -hmm. I, I saw Derek's tenacity. I saw his work ethic and it's like, well, if Derek's going to nonstop produce videos at that point for yeah. four years straight mm -hmm. and he's got a blog. I can tell what kind of guy he is. And you really like the products. Like you, yeah. you're the guy who like breaks down formulas and stuff. Yeah. So I really liked the products and Derek was, he also really cared because when he sent me the products, he had my phone number and he would send mm -hmm. me like these 15 minute audios, like breaking down the products, like five to 15 minute audios. And I would be like, Hey, what, what does this ingredient do? Why exactly does it work? Mm -hmm. Boom. Seven minute audio. Like <laughs> he didn't need to do that at all. Yeah. He could have just referred me to his product breakdown video, but he was like taking time out of his day to explain why the products were so good that I was just like, I mean, yeah, I'll sign with you 100%. You put in all this work into yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, but in terms of clothing sponsors, um, I didn't really even think about young LA cause I almost saw that as like, Oh, that's like Sushi's thing. I don't want to like even intrude on that. Mm -hmm. But then Gary himself reached out to me, the owner, and yeah. was like, Hey man, what the fuck? <laughs> like, come on. And I was like, Yeah, you're right. So you didn't have a sponsor at all. And from from Gymshark in October twenty twenty is when they dropped me to like March twenty twenty one. So wow. like five months or so. Yeah. Um, I did not have a clothing sponsor. It was just Gorilla for for supplements, yeah. And, and where, when did the idea, this is, I mean, this is really switching gears, but when did the idea for Vical come in? Was it in that downtime? Or no, Vical was actually while I was with Gymshark okay. and Vical, I don't want to like, this could be a long conversation, so I'll try to shorten it. While COVID was happening, beginning of 2020, just before it started happening, Oliver Forslin, who was someone in my friend group that I saw as equally as ambitious and like very business minded, I was like, Hey bro, we should move in together. And he was like, yeah, that's a great idea. We could move it. We should go to LA. And I'm like, yeah, let's go to LA. We were plotting like all this content we were going to make. Hey, we should even make merch. 
together and it can be like combined merch kind of like remember bros versus mm -hmm, with yeah. dom mazzetti and brad yeah. we could kind of have that idea but it could be us two you know what we should put a brand name on it and then we brainstorm some brand names and i think my mom like helped me come up with like a mood board of names and we essentially settled on vical because we wanted something that didn't have to do with like our names we didn't want it to be like oliver and james merch we wanted it to be something that doesn't really mean anything on its own like vical is not actually a word mm -hmm. but we just got it literally from the words vitality and california because we were thinking what kind of resembles us <laughs> vitality up. vital That's young crazy. ambitious yeah. vitality okay vi and then where are we going to be living california cal vical mm -hmm. and so, um did you know that Oh. So we had to, <laughs> wow, that's really cool. But then, <laughs> but then it turned into, it went from merch into, um, once we decided to put a logo on it and put a brand name on it, it turned into Com a clothing company. Yeah. Like competition. Yeah. Jim Shark, and yeah. Jim, and so we had to run it by Jim shark. And at first they were like, kind of cool with it. The guy that I spoke to my athlete manager was like, yeah, that should be fine. And then we paid for the manufacturing to be done of our first ever shipment, which was only 300 stringers. And by the time the stringers actually got to my house, that's when Gymshark had a problem with it. And they were like, yeah. actually, you can't sell these stringers because it's active wear. And I'm like, guys, I already ran this by you. Yeah. But they're like, listen, recycle the stringers and we'll pay for them to be recycled. And I'm like, okay, nah. I'm just gonna ignore that and hope you guys just fucking forget <laughs> yeah. about that. Wow. So I did. Shit out. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, they said they would pay for it to be recycled. And I'm like, what about the like, what about all of the opportunity costs from all the time right. that I spent like finding the mm -hmm. manufacturer, fitting right. it, all, etc. And they're like, yeah, sorry, basically. Yeah. So and I was, didn't throw out the stringers. COVID. It was during like it was during COVID. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't end up throwing out the stringers. And luckily, by the time um, by the time they dropped me, I still had the stringers <laughs> laying around from like months prior. So I'm like, finally, I can actually launch these. Yeah. So I did. And Oliver was still on Gymshark at the time. And I'm like, I'm fucking drop. I'm not on Gymshark anymore. Yeah, I'll drop yeah, the yeah. stringers. You can still take your half of the profit, but like I'm dropping the stringers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did. And then I convinced Oliver to leave Gymshark and he did. It didn't take that long. Yeah. Didn't he and drop then, that weekend when he, he was on Mockhouse? Wasn't it that? It was, was it was around dropped? then. Yeah. Same time frame. Yeah. 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 It didn't take too long. And uh, that's, that's, basically the inception of iCal right there. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And you guys have, so you had that 300 stringer drop and then you had more recently stringers, hoodies, shorts. That was, was that the second and drop? Yeah. Uh, stringers, t-shirts, hoodies, shorts. Uh -huh. And you sold the fuck out, right? Very fast. So I haven't actually talked numbers because it's, you know, mm -hmm. I just feel like I shouldn't, but we sold $100,000 in 10 minutes when the Vical drop went live. Now that's not our money. I didn't make that because we had to pay back the, the actual to buy the, to buy all the shit was mm -hmm. like 60 something thousand, including shipping. So we had to pay back people that had invested into the company so that we could buy the initial order. Honestly, that was a pretty big risk because if people didn't buy that shit, yeah. we would have been yeah. in, in debt big time. Yeah. But the stringers are like everything the only things that didn't sell out were things that were sized stupidly. So it's like no one was three extra. Like we kind of, we had to kind of guesstimate what sizes people were going to be buying 
and what colors people were going to be buying. Mm -hmm. We didn't have any previous analytics to go off of. So we couldn't say we know that red stringers sell 31% of the time and blue stringers sell 22% of the time. We were just guessing like red is a cool color. Maybe we should buy more of those. And like, there's probably this many mediums. That's going to be the most common size. And then we'll do an equal amount of larges and smalls. But come to find out people actually buy larges significantly more often than they buy smalls. So these are things that like the smalls ended up taking a long time to sell out. Mm -hmm. And then there were other things that like, oh, we only need maybe like, you know, 50 XL hoodies Mm -hmm. because not many people are going to be buying XL, but it turns out like a lot of people buy XL hoodies. So they just sold out right away. Mm -hmm. So like, these are things that we learned the first drop that like, because we have that information now, Mm -hmm. the goal is to have everything sell out equally at the same time. Right. Because then if you have inventory just laying around, it's like just annoying. Right. Yeah. It's like, damn, we only so like, okay, yes, white yes, shorts. Yes, people yes, are not yeah. fucking with the white shorts. That's one thing. Really? Small white shorts. We ordered way, we could have ordered like two of those and they would still be in stock. <laughs> but, um, still be in stock. yeah, but like, what's next? What's next? We have, yeah. we already, uh, manufactured manufacturing is done and we already paid for shipping. So we did a restock of the first drop plus new colors. Mm. So it's going to be all the same items, but we just have uh, two to three new colors of each piece. Um, colors like I really wanted maroon shorts. So we have maroon shorts coming That's in. Fire. I just really like that color and shorts. Um, and uh, so we paid half to be shipped by air. It's very yeah. expensive to ship by air, but we just wanted, we wanted a small restock immediately. We're paying mm. the other half to be shipped by boat. So it's a little cheaper. And right now our biggest goal is finding reputable, fast manufacturers with good communication Mm -hmm. that know what they're doing. And like that's the first, are you overseas? Is everything overseas? Everything's overseas. Yeah. You good? You need this? Here's some water. You want to hit this? (laughs) No, I need water, bro. I don't want to rip a vape. No, this is, this is breathable water. I'm going to air set this. All right. But yeah, the, um, what was I saying? The, uh, you're what? gonna restock this. Really, you're doing half air, half bow. <clears throat> yeah, and it, this is just gonna be new colors and new and 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 the same pieces. And then in the coming months, we will have new pieces coming out. Things that like the goal with Vical was always um, we ne- we don't want to have a huge. We don't want like new pieces every fucking week. Mm-hmm. I just wanted I wanted a company where I made clothes that I personally, James English, want to wear. Yeah, and I'm letting everyone else wear them too so so it's like if i if i wouldn't wear it i don't yeah. want to sell it you know does gary have an issue with black no, no. Right? and that's why i yeah. fuck with young la so much because yeah. i just need to take a second gary helped me so fucking much getting mm-hmm. my instagram account back and it wasn't just because he was losing money he actually cared and he would call he probably called me like 15 times between when my account like he called me every day seeing if there was any new updates seeing the progress on things reaching out to people on his own trying to get my account back and it wasn't just like honestly i could not be on young la and he would still make a shit ton of money he wasn't losing all that much money from me he just wanted my account to get back Mm -hmm. and he also doesn't have a problem with vical now granted vical is mainly going to be more activewear stuff yeah and young la is more streetwear so like it's not really like mm-hmm. that close competition, but regardless, the fact that he doesn't have an issue with it mm-hmm. is like <clears throat> pretty big. Yeah, I feel like, like he's well, not, he's not really like a lot of people when they get to that position, they're so greedy yeah. that right. they're like, if we're losing out on $1 because right. of your brand, yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't want your brand and, to be around. But with him, thing. he's like, 
yo, I'm rich, bro. Yeah. Like, do what you want. I want you to come up too. Yeah. yeah. Come yeah. party with me. It's like family, bro. Yeah. Like, you're, if you're going through something, that means he's going through something. Cause you're, yeah. You're no, part but of the he actually family. cared. And then, like, he yeah. texted me randomly today and he's like, you have no idea how much of a relief it is to be able to open Instagram and mm -hmm. see that your page is back. Like, it's he such a weight off my shoulders. Shit, he crazy. does. Yeah. He's really like, I've never gotten like uh, skeevy, mm -hmm. snaky vibes from Gary at all. Shout like out just Gary. the opposite. Shout out Gary. Yeah. Shout out Gary. I feel like that what happened to you is kind of a, like a blessing in disguise. You have more appreciation for your platforms, for your followers, for the fact that you're able to wake up and promote whatever you want and all these people get to see it. Yeah. Like on one hand, it was scary thinking mm -hmm. that it can all be gone in a, a blip. But on the other hand, it showed me that like, no matter what happens to my social medias, people don't just follow me because I have a lot of followers. Yeah. Like they're going to come over to my other account mm -hmm. and like the core followers, that's really who I care about. Yeah. They're going to come over like, yeah, obviously I care about the casual followers too, but like who I'm going to take time out of my day to talk to on discord mm -hmm. is not like people who just follow me because they like my abs and don't really know yeah. a fucking thing about me. People but who engage with your content. Exactly. Comment, and like use your code. Bro, I, I posted like maybe the sixth or seventh picture, maybe even less that I posted on James Italian got like 11,000 likes or something on its own. Didn't hit explore, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. That's like, yeah, average picture on J on, my, on my main account would get like 15, yeah. 16,000. So, so this true, was getting like- you're true like diehard fan. Yeah. So really support everything you do and you make a new account, they're gonna follow right away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like I make a discord and like thousands of people hop yeah. in that and like Snapchat, tens of thousands of people on that too. So I was like, damn, like it was a blessing in disguise in the sense that it showed me that like, mm -hmm. I'm not just my follow. I'm not just like my follower count. Mm -hmm. Like I actually have all these people that fuck with me for me yeah. that will like want to see me succeed and will follow me on a new account. If I make a new account, if my main gets deleted, yeah. that's not the end of me. And Gary, you know, like it's a whole new appreciation yeah. for him. And oh yeah. It shows 100%. you how much he cares. Yeah. 100%. Gary definitely. Shout out Gary. I know. Shout Gary's out Gary again. Where we at? Like an hour five. One oh five. So let's talk about, I, I don't want to not talk about your prep, right? Yeah. 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 Sure. So what made you finally pull the trigger and do a fucking commit to a prep? Yo, Gianna could get in on this talk, actually. <laughs> this is you your can you can come sit next to me in a second here, but um This is your first. Yeah, this this she can she can talk about how I've been on prep because she can probably do a better job than I can. But uh yeah, this, this is my the deepest you've been. Yeah. Prep. Yeah. This like is actually committing. This is the first time I've ever done a bodybuilding show, and I'm four weeks and two days out right now. Yeah. yeah, four four weeks and three days, something like that. Wow. And um, it's crunch time right now. Yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, so I've uh, the only proper the only I wouldn't even say proper. I mean, it was a proper cut, but I did it kind of stupidly. Was when I I did a trip to Mexico with the boys in uh, yeah, like you, one year yeah, ago. You got, almost. you got shredded for vacation. Yeah. yeah. So this is the lean. But I only cut man. for like six weeks. Yeah. And that was no know? coach. That was just you. Just that was no coming. coach yeah. exactly, and that was just me like. Oh, I'll get low calorie bread and then I'll just like, <laughs> I'll have egg whites instead of eggs. You're, I mean, your appetite, or you, you can, you're not, you're not that hungry most of the time, right? Like, no, the, not the biggest thing on prep has been my cravings more so than my hunger. Okay. My hunger really only hit hard maybe two or three days so far. And it was really bad yesterday because yesterday was an off day. It was a rest day. Mm -hmm. So I had like 75 grams of carbs and like mm -hmm. 30 grams of fat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and the and rest was day. protein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think I had total um, 1,700 calories yesterday. And that was, yesterday was tough. I tried getting through it without any like stimulants or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yesterday was tough. But then on the training days, I prefer them because I can actually eat. Yeah. But the cravings suck. Like that's the part. What are you the, the most right now? Savory stuff. Not really sweets. I don't, I mean, I look at sweets for sure, but mainly fat stuff. Mm-hmm. If I were to walk by and see something yeah, like pizza. Jolly Ranchers or like uh, Swedish fish, I wouldn't really care about things that are pure sugar. But when I walk by and see like a really fatty donut. Like a bur- oh, like a burger or like a burger sweets. too. Whether it's sweet or savory, as long mm-hmm. as it's got fat in it, I think my body is craving like that ca- mm-hmm. the calorie you density, you know. 30 fat? On, on, a, on, a, on a training day, it might be a little more. That's but I'm pretty sure, poverty, I'm pretty bro. sure yesterday... <laughs> It's about, I gener- I like kind of calculated it to around 30 to 35 fat. Damn, so bro, like, I don't even think I've never gone below like insane. 40 on my preps yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Cause your fat is your hormone control. Like that's how you, like that's how you fall. I think hormone control is taken care of on my part. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck. So four weeks and no foreseeable like refeeds and stuff anymore. Like you're gonna have to yeah no I'm I'm out of refeed. four weeks the last refit I had was when all you yeah, guys came sushi, out yeah. and it was just sushi and it was the best thing I've ever put in my mouth like it was <laughs> literally tasted so good hey, yo. yo no it definitely jam. it definitely gives you it definitely Relax. gives you a good appreciation like a much different and deeper appreciation for food like when you're done with this yeah. prep you're gonna look at a donut like never before I know you're gonna and I'm gonna try to like not I'm gonna try to uh kind of eat like. 80% meal plan, 20% cheat foods when I'm bulking. Because mm-hmm. the, the prep has definitely helped with my like digestion is way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My skin is cleared up. Yeah, yeah. Like my face is way less bloated. My body is way less bloated. I don't, you know, splatter paint the toilet yeah. every time I shit. Like these are all things that are good. And when I was bulking, it was like, you know, the Chick-fil-A would just like fester. Yeah. It would just like marinate in the stomach yeah. like yeah. a slow cooker. Bulking gets old quick. Like you don't even yeah. want to, like, yeah, I don't want to cheat anymore. Like, I don't even want to. Yeah. Yeah. Do exactly. You al- do you already know that you want to do another show after this? I mean, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think the results of the show will determine it. If the judges are like, for whatever reason, like you have shit genetics and uh, you, you can't make it far in this <laughs> yeah, sport. James English, you guys don't think genetics, no, but sure. <laughs> so let's say they say like, sure, whatever say they say, crack. Your, yeah. your head's too big. Your neck is too big. Like <laughs> you're never going to shrink your neck and it makes your proportions look off. Then maybe I'll reconsider. But if the judges say like, you have really good potential. And if you just put yeah. some size on like your calves and your quads, which Fabs. I need, um, then <clears throat> you can go really far. Then yeah, I'll do another prep. Would you want to step on like the Olympia stage? Like, you I mean, yeah, seriously. Yes. Fuck. Well, yeah. So I like, I like, um, it's manifested. I right like now. being obsessed with whatever I'm going after. Yeah. I like being obsessed with it. That's, that's actually a question that I wanted to ask you when you were talking about CS and talking about how like it was that, that, over stimulate like stimulation of intelligence like what are you doing right now that's Mm -hmm. that's kind of stimulating that for you to the point where like you're exhausted like i feel like what you're like the i I don't know personally but but the lifestyle that you're living most likely can be as cushy as you want it to be so how do you get that that stimulation aside from recreational drug use (laughs) as he gets i don't i don't uh i don't take rec drugs Really that's, at all. That's a wreck drug right there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, nicotine, bro. 
<laughs> nicotine, I throw in with caffeine. Sure. Something like that. So yeah, what do you what do you get that? Um right now it is it's something about like being hungry, even though it's obviously not a good feeling. I I almost like being hungry because it it proves to my like when I'm full, let's sure. say I have a cheat meal, which I don't do, but if I were to have a cheat meal, like I would feel down in the dumps about it. But mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm hungry all the time, like physically hungry, it's almost like it's a constant reminder that I'm working towards a goal. Yeah. And it's a constant reminder that like, yeah. like it's just, it's just discipline, bro. You're, yeah. You're, you, you, it feels you good to be disciplined. You enjoy challenging yourself. And when you feel that hunger, it's like, yeah, I'm fucking doing it like right mm-hmm. now. I'm going through it right now, but I love it. Yeah. And it's like, the only problem is with me that, um, whatever I tend to get obsessed about, usually takes over my life mm-hmm. and to the point where I don't like I shaved my face for this podcast. <laughs> it's been the first time I've shaved in a hot minute well, and like you, I wasn't, so yeah, you're welcome. Clip and that. like my, just like my room is messier because all I do, I mean, I'm having six meals a day and I'm also training like two plus hours and then I do 40 minutes of cardio. Yeah. So it's like a lot of my day at this point is revolving around getting food ready slash eating the food slash cleaning up after myself mm. and then getting the next meal ready. Yeah. So it's like, you can only do that so much in the day uh, and yeah. like that it, until it kind of becomes the only thing that you focus yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that. like, on one hand, I don't like that feeling, but on the other hand, I kind of do. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you're right now you're obsessed with like bettering yourself. Like you're doing things mm-hmm. that are leading you to like a really like positive goal, which is doing a bodybuilding show. But uh, have you seen, Cause I know Mantello talks about us all the time. Like when he started his, his prep, his content changed. Like, are you more driven now to do content? Are you getting good feedback for the prep series and all that? Yeah. I mean, I'm doing, I told Kenny, um, I want to do a video every other, other day. Mm-hmm. And I might even switch it to every other day. It's a lot easier. I feel like cause you're every day something's routine. changing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it is. Even though it is kind of like a routine and it's kind of, I guess, boring. People like to see the process and what are you going through and how, what changes every week? Yeah. Like I still try to incorporate vlog stuff Mm -hmm. into my content. I don't want it to just be prep, but I know that when I'm like probably just in another week here, when I'm three weeks out, it's probably just going to be prep because like I already have noticed in some of my videos, like right now I'm good for some reason. I don't really have prep brain, but in some of my vlogs Mm -hmm. or training footage, I just don't have shit to say and I'll pass off. Like I was training with riser Joe riser riser fit. And I just didn't have shit to say. I just didn't, I didn't, my brain wasn't working. I didn't care. I just wanted to train. So I was trying to like be engaging for the camera, but then I would kind of just pass stuff off to riser and be like, so what do you think about this? You do the talking and I would just kind of be training. So yeah, it's normal. It kind of like, that's the only part that kind of sucks because it's like, I want my brain to work, but it just won't. Mm -hmm. It's just thinking about food all the time now. Yeah. Like, like I said, it's not really even hunger. It's just like burgers and stuff. Yeah. But your followers understand that. Like brain yeah. is part of the process. Are you watching uh, food videos on YouTube yet? Not yet. Uh, I haven't gotten to that there. point. I honestly that. don't. No one's like Weston. Weston's like. <laughs> no, no, guy. like, but, but watching like, uh, like competitive, like competitive eaters and shit. I feel like everyone goes to that a little bit. I don't think that I will because it would just make me want to cheat. Yeah. You know, yeah. like even when I walk past like food and Kroger, yeah. It'll be like, you know, a box of donuts or like a chocolate cake. And I will just, 
I'll want it so bad. And that's yeah. not a good feeling. Like yeah. I want to almost keep that out of my mind to just go yeah. right to the meat section, get the meat I need, get the mm -hmm. rice I need, get the premier proteins and uh -huh. leave. Uh -huh. And I say you're like one more week away from like not even giving a fuck. Cause, yeah, yeah. cause you're, you're, you know, you're so close. You're like, I don't even want it. Like, fuck that. Can't yeah. Like, fuck that. Like yeah. someone even's like, come on, have one piece. Like, like no, half, I'm good. Two and a half, like, three weeks. Yeah. Out, you like, literally stop yeah. caring. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of already at that point. Like <laughs> I'm not going to lie up until maybe just a couple weeks ago, I would have like a rice cake here or there just mm -hmm. cause I was hungry and I wanted like something savory. So I'd have like a, bar a barbecue crunch, rice yeah. cake. But then I would like barbecue rice cake, whatever, you know, <laughs> no, no, I, I like, I like the savory. No, I like the savory rice cakes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got the sweet and spicy one, but, um, Damn. then I would like subtract those carbs from the next meal. Cause I'd be like, Oh, well the macros for the day can't be different. Mm -hmm. So I need to subtract yeah. a carb from like the next meal. 50 calorie. But rice now I don't really even do that anymore because it's almost like, I just don't, I, I like see it in the pantry and I'm like, no, I don't want to cheat yeah. myself like that. Even Dude, if I do yeah. remove the eight carbs yeah. from the next meal. Dude, you're working so hard. You're investing in a coach, buying food and all yeah. this, that. Like, it's like you're and cheating you're yourself. You're only fucking great. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Is this the best you've ever looked, you think? Right um, yeah, I think that like I'm really trusting the process right now because my carbs are pretty low. So I'm kind of flat. But yeah. I know that like all that really matters is how you look on show day. And right now I would say that like how I look is probably the best I've ever looked, but it's still kind of at that in-between stage where you've lost fullness because you're flat from no carbs, but you haven't lost the fat yet. Yeah. So you're kind of just like a little leaner, but like flat, yeah. you know, it's also your first show. So you're, you're kind of still learning your body. Like, yeah, there's and guys like Alex Toplin. I know like, like oh, two weeks out, one week out. And then staged completely yeah. different. Look. Right. Like, like a, it looks like a different person. And that's all that really matters is like, as long as the fat comes off, I know that once mm -hmm. it's show day and I carb up, yeah, look I'll look full look and lean. And Dude, then, I cannot yeah. wait. Oh my yeah. God. I'll be fire. I'm bringing the, is Dave coming? Dave, I doubt it. Come on. You gotta invite Dave, him. If you, if you I'll, I'll invite him. I haven't invited him, yeah. but He's I mean, yeah. The fucking pocket 8K, whatever the hell oh, that yeah. thing is that he uses. The what? The 8K camera, 6K, the black magic. Oh yeah. Does he have a black magic mm -hmm. camera now? You Bro, shot, you got an Ari Alexa. He's got black magic. You wanna, Dude, I fucking love Dave. Uh, jump on live. Yeah, we're gonna hop on live. We we let someone join and they get to ask you a question. Okay. On live. Damn. Is there anything? I mean, right before we bring anyone on, a lot is there, of hype is there this anything one. that um that you want to talk about? Bring up questions you want to ask? Are you good? Anything specifically? Well, it's kind of up to them, right? No, 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 not up to them. I mean, like you, like before we bring somebody on, like, is there anything you want to talk about on the pod while you have it? Um, <laughs> LSD. Yeah, can we talk about ass a little more? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Now you do whatever you want to do. No, I mean subject. we we covered a lot of the. I'm just thinking about. I'm starting to think about food now. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah this was good. Too. Me too. Oh, how about you say like what's next? Like let's leave it at that. Like what's no, next? No, no, we can do the live thing for sure. No, we're gonna do it. But what's next for James English? Oh, what, oh, oh. What's next? Um, after the show. After show. After the show, honestly, I I just am thinking about the show right now. I, I mm -hmm. what's next after the show? I want to travel a bit. But I definitely want to keep Trouble. taking bodybuilding seriously. I want to keep growing Vical. There's not anything new or different that I want to do because mm -hmm. like, I just want to continue doing the stuff that I'm doing and keep growing it, especially yeah. Vical. Yeah. Because there's been so many headaches with that where it's like, you know, just like I said, I'm trying to get manufacturing now. And if we've got like four or five different manufacturers mm -hmm. that we're like reaching out to and coordinating, but it's only a team of three people. And yeah. like me and Oliver both have our own things that we're yeah. doing on the side. So a lot of it like comes down to Sam as well. Um, and he's got stuff that he's doing as well. So it's like, 
mm-hmm. we, we don't really have the money to hire another manager. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know? right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that people don't realize when you're talking about like starting your own brand like this, you sink a shit ton of money in just getting the product there. Yeah. Never mind sell it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome that you, that you sold a hundred K, but like, yeah, people don't realize, Hey, but, the, but it caught you, you just made it made five more, right? more, and, more, yeah. more than 100. I was just yeah. saying in the first 10 no, minutes, there's actually a video of it of us sitting in front of the Shopify and we were just, it refreshes automatically and it hit, as soon as it hit 10 minutes, it hit 100 K. It was insane. You guys together. Yeah. We were all crowded around the computer (laughs) and it was just, how was that? It's like a feeling. I mean, it was basically, yo, what's good. How's everyone doing? Um, it was basically like the first, uh, within the first like two minutes, like the first, the first two minutes we were unsure how this was going to go. Maybe even only the first one minute. And then after the first minute, you I think we broke like 10 K in sales in the first minute. And we were like, okay, this is going to do really well. Yeah. And then it was just seeing like, okay, how long until this dies down? But after we did, after we broke even, I was like, all right, well, anything from here is good news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just kept going and going and going That's and going awesome. and going. So awesome. we had some issues with our fulfillment and distribution center. So we canned them. We're just going to do it on our own now. Yeah. So I'm going to be at the warehouse a lot. If you need help with that, let me know, bro. All right, I will. James the boss. Yeah. For real. All right, here we go. All right, what we got? Oh, yeah, we got. Do people got. know? Did we, we didn't advertise that Jam was coming no, on. I didn't. I put a story up. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, oh, well, like right before we started. Mm-hmm. Oh, this shit's so good. All right, here we go. Yeah, honestly, I freaking like He's zero lucky calorie guy. drinks. Such a lifesaver. 31 people. Cool. Yo, <laughs> what's up, dude? Oh, shit, bad connection. Uh, I'm on the Wi-Fi. That's probably, well. a, yeah, get off the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Wrap to the mic, and also if it's an outrageous question, you don't have to answer it. All right, thanks. Yeah, we'll just hang up. All right. Oh, there, there we go. are. Where, where Yo. are you from? What's your name? Where are you from? Ah, oh, shit, it's bad connection. You hear me, bro? Hey, fix your Wi-Fi, G. <laughs> nah, he can't. He can't yeah, hear you. He's fumbling. Ah, <laughs> no, uh, no, he just fumbled. Minnesota. Uh, I just got done milking cow. <laughs> Nah, he's fumbling. <laughs> he's, he's, he's fumbling. He's fumbling. Hold on. Nah, your connection, uh, bro. It's it's totally did our you connection. Just, did you just exit out? How do I? It's funny because it's actually our connection. Yeah, yeah. My no, no, we're good. We're good. Give him another shot. You good? You good, bro? Uh, yeah, you good, bro? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I you just went outside. <laughs> got the connection. Yo, show yeah, him the bro. table, bro. <laughs> you can show him your nose hairs, right. bro. <laughs> you got one question for James English. All right. The first floor of all, is yours, I bro. Say thank you guys for Legacy and Modcast. I listen all the time. Every time I'm milking cows, it's sweet. Thank oh. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And okay. I want to know your worst hookup story, if that's appropriate for Legacy. My my worst my worst hookup story? Yeah. Um, Gianna, Gianna, get out of here. Yeah, Gianna, close your ears. Hold on, let me think. Run. I mean, worst worst sex story would probably be probably be more entertaining than worst hookup story. Um, let me think. Oh, it's not about a cow, is it? It's just luckily not about a cow. I'm trying to think. Um, fuck. I don't. I feel like I don't really have any. Yeah. Bad, bad ones. Like That's not bad, right there. but yeah. like kind of like funny, I guess, but not like bad. 
Go ahead, Re- revise your question. <laughs> um, 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 fuck. <laughs> that was it, bro. That's what he had. You do funny. Just answer funny then. Yeah, a funny, a funny hookup story. Just quick funny. Quick. That was okay. Funny. Can it be not a hookup, but actually with an ex girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, it can be. Okay. Um, well, it was my first girlfriend, and her parents were like really conservative and Christian, and they didn't like you know, the idea of her daughter getting fondled by some dudes. So they like, she had a very creaky bed. I shouldn't really need to say more than that. So both her parents were home and, um, it was snowy. So they, they owned a lot of land. So we took these, uh, what do they call? Why am I not thinking of the word, the fucking things you ride on in the snow? Snowmobile? Snowmobile. Yeah, uh, snowmobile? yeah bro, prep brain. Okay. Damn, so we took crazy. snowmobiles out and for some reason we just wanted top tier precaution. So we took snowmobiles out probably a mile and a half away from her house, which was still on her property yeah. and set up like a blanket that we brought in a bag on the snow. And then we had That's sex on the blanket so and it was cool. like, probably 30 oh degrees God. out and then we snowmobile back <laughs> that's crazy why haven't you said that in vlog bro that's funny i'm pretty sh- i'm pretty sure i have bro you just haven't been you haven't been listening where she had conservative parents does he have a filter on bro yo do you have the gi- wait hold up do you have the giga chat filter on right now yeah bro like lex <laughs> all right man that's- we're based we're based out here we're based <laughs> We're based out here. All right, bro. Thank you. Get a milk in the morning. All right. All right. All right. Don't be serious, bro. No, I swear, bro. All right, man. Have fun milking. Send us. Send me a DM on this account of you milking tomorrow. I really want to see it. All right, bro. Good night. Yo, send me a milking video, bro. That that was preposterous. In Minnesota, yeah, there's cows out there, right? Bro, there's there's cows definitely everywhere. cows out there. Yeah. All right. That's wow. Uh, I don't even oh, yeah. have a follow up for that. That's Wait, bro. Wild. Uh, I have to, how did you get hard in 30 degree weather? I was like I mean, 16, like, bro. I was 16 <laughs> or 17. <laughs> That's how I got hard. Yeah, I was yo, pussy, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, 16. On that note, guys, this has been a pleasure to have you, man. Yeah, for real. yeah thank, thank you. Thank you, pleasure, James. Yeah, thank coming, you, bro. Much thank love, you, bro. <laughs> what are we doing? Right? I don't know. <laughs> yo, yo, it's been a pleasure, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All this time about food and milking cows got the boys feeling weird. Uh, yeah, and LSD. Yeah. All Can right, we, we talk about this more? Yeah, we're about to do LSD <laughs> after this, actually. We'll let you guys know. That's yeah. on the next episode. Actually, <clears throat> are, you, are you allowed to... Do drugs on podcasts and shit? I'm just not going to do LSD regardless, right, like powder cool. or not. Yeah, yeah thanks guys I don't for think you can. In. We'll you look. just can't put it in your mouth on the podcast, but you can just say I'm on LSD. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do? Bust your door in? I'll do a shroom pod. All right, bet. Yeah, next, be next pod with Jam, we're going to be fucked up. <laughs> thanks for and watching. Gonna we're going to see you guys on episode 11. We don't, yeah. we don't know who that is yet, but we're going to do that. Yeah, look out for the, if you made it this far, uh, We'll probably be dropping the merch soon. So Very soon, yeah. That's a good Drop point. some t-shirts. So and if you made it this far, drop a comment and like the video. Come on now. Yeah. Man, and subscribe. Thanks, Appreciate yeah. it. Let's go. And su- sub to Jam. Yeah. Thank you. And, yeah. Followers. and all of his backups. James Portugal. James. <laughs> James yeah, James Portuguese <laughs> is yeah. actually another backup I made. We got James Italian. James Portuguese. James English. <laughs> James <laughs> Spanish <laughs> is gone, unfortunately. But Shout out James Spanish. That's yeah, it, guys. Really. We'll see you in the next one. Peace out. Peace. Peace. <laughs> what was that? That was crazy. Yo, the milk.